630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Four-game suspension for Winnipeg's Mark Scheifele after being given a major for charging Montreal's Jake Evans last night in the Canadiens' Game 1 victory over the Jets. Mark Scheifele, four-game suspension for charging Jake Evans last night. Currently on the ice, it's the Bruins leading the Islanders 1-0. That's with about five minutes left in the first period. Craig Smith with the goal in that game and facing off in mere seconds. It's game three, Hurricanes and Lightning. Tampa Bay back home with a 2-0 series lead. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. It is Inside Sports on 630. Ched, we have a lot to discuss, and we're always happy to have this gentleman on the show. 16 years playing the most important position in pro sports. I'm not just going to say in hockey. I'm going to say the most important position in pro sports. 16 years as an NHL goaltender, now a TV analyst with the Buffalo Sabres. Marty Baron is on the line. Marty, you're on with Reed. How are you doing, sir? Reed, I'm doing really good. I would I would think that quarterbacks may debate you as the most important position in all sports because uh, the NFL especially, it's a quarterback league, but I, I will agree with you. Goaltending uh, is the most important for sure. All right, and I want to talk to you about that. And, Marty, usually we, we have some small talk and some laughs along the way. I don't know how much time we're going to have for that tonight because we got to dive right in with the Mark Shifley story because it just broke yep. in the last few minutes. It's a four-game suspension for Shifley. I'll just start generally. What do you think? Well, last night I watched it and watched it over and over again, multiple angles, multiple speed. I thought, listen, this has to be an in-person hearing, which would allow the NHL to go five-plus games in a suspension. And then I, I kind of listened to a lot of the other analysts around the world and, and some other opinions. I, I took to Twitter, and I listened to the fans' opinion as well. Some were crazy. Some were really smart. But the thing with Shifley is – this is a I know he was frustrated in the third period and he acted out of character. I do believe that for 150 of the 170 feet he skated to come back into his zone that he wanted to prevent the goal. He skated hard to not quit on his team and to prevent the goal. <clears throat> Excuse me. When he realized that it probably wasn't going to happen, there was a split decision and it was the wrong decision to go and absolutely crush Jake Evans. And the impact was so forceful that it, it, these hits cannot be in the game anymore. I know that in 1995, there was a ton of those hits, and they were accepted, but not anymore. Even 15 years ago, they were accepted, not anymore. So we have to change our thinking. I thought after you know, taking all the consideration and waking up this morning, I thought this will be three games. Uh, four games, I'm okay with it. I still would have liked to been five, six, seven games. Um, I don't think it's to the eighth game of Nazem Kadri because Kadri, like, literally picked the head clean of Justin Falk. But I thought it was going to be between five and eight. So four, I guess I'm satisfied with the result. And, and, and I, I, I don't see personally, like, I, I don't think Shifley's a dirty player. And I think most players in the NHL, the large majority are not dirty players. And when they do something like that, it's probably heat of the moment or a split second decision that went wrong. It's, it's been interesting watching the debate on social media and especially for some former players, because I always give a little more weight to the, the guys that played the game and understand some of the decisions you do have to make on the ice. What do you buy 
some of the people and you know there was sean avery who i know i guess love him or hate him a lot of people don't don't like him uh but he was gave kind of this profanity filled jake evans you should be ready to get hit you got to have your head up at all times like do you buy that at all that jake evans did anything risky or is it is it fault in the outcome at all here no, I don't. And I played with Sean, and he's trying to get a reaction out of people, and you got to take it for what it's worth. Now, I do some work with Chris Versteeg uh, through the NHL radio, and Chris Versteeg went on the Cam and Jan podcast, Cam Jensen and Andy Strickland. So uh, uh, Cam and Strick uh, podcast in St. Louis. And he said, you know what? Jake Evans has never been told, never, in all of his years, in his 10-plus years of body checking in hockey from the time he was 13 to 14 years old to now he's 25 he's never been told to have his head up on a swivel because that's not where the game is at anymore these big crushing hits we're not telling kids to hit like that we're telling them to make smart decisions to play the game uh, to make hockey plays so i i don't think we're teaching anybody to have their heads up on plays like this so jake evans has never been told to have his head up and in this situation he is totally not expecting anybody to come in and literally crush him from 175 feet out that's 30 years ago yes when i played minor hockey i mean if you watch your pass be careful you're going to get your head taken out coaches wanted you to go out and hurt people but it's not like that anymore. So I don't buy the argument that Jake Evans had to have his head up. Old school hockey players, like players that played in the 90s and early 2000s will tell you, well, yeah, have your head up. But they were taught that. Jake Evans and the new school players, the new generation of players, are not taught that. So it's hard to ever blame the, the, the player that's getting hit because he's not aware of it. Marty Barad, former NHL goaltender, joining us tonight on Inside Sports. And the breaking news from about uh, 10 minutes ago, Mark Shifley, a four-game suspension for that charging infraction against Montreal's Jake Evans last night. Montreal won the game. They're going to play game two tomorrow. So that leads me into my comment about goaltending. And I've been talking about it a lot over the last couple of weeks, Marty. And Kelly Rudy was on a couple days ago, and he talked about the saying that you know, some coaches and analysts have that the game shouldn't be called hockey. It should be called goalie because it's so important. But I mean, look, I mean, look at the North division. Hey, and I'm like, I'm not trying to take anything away from the Jets beating the Oilers, but Hellebuck was marvelous. And, and Mike Smith played quite well. And then as yeah. that Montreal Toronto series wore on, Carey Price would just not be beaten at, at a key moment in the game and the canadians pulled it out and, and like the more and more i watch hockey marty I, I just think to myself okay yeah sure the 18 guys skating around ch chasing the little black thing are important but so much of it comes down to what you and your colleagues do between the pipes yeah i guess we could call hockey rebound or deflection because that's really how you got to beat goalies now you, it's really hard to beat them on clean shots and you saw that in the first round connor hellebuck was not going to get beat on a clean shot gave up very few rebounds and the oilers just couldn't get to the second and third opportunity so the montreal canadians in the first round jack, jack campbell is a different type of goaltender he's vulnerable on clean shots he battles hard he's more of an old school guy but the canadians have to change their mentality in game one against winnipeg 
And what they did is they looked for the secondary option. You see, like, the first goal cut Kenny against the Jets. He's on the back door waiting for a shot from Jeff Petrie. Petrie's not trying to get it on net. He's trying to get it to the back door. Corey Perry on the second goal attacks the net. He's not trying to create a puck, a shot, or a chance. He gets the puck to Eric Stahl on the back door. And I think that's what the Montreal Canadiens were able to do to Connor Hellebuck that the Edmonton Oilers weren't able to do uh, in the first round. And that's a big difference. Now, will the Canadiens be able to sustain that? I don't think so. I don't know. Uh, but they weren't going to beat Hellebuck clean. They figured, let's try to get deflections. Let's get guys on the back door. And it worked in game one, but also... You know, the Jets lost the mellow early in the game. Uh, they did not defend well in the first five, ten minutes, and that was basically the game right there. Okay, so let me ask you this. This might be a tough one. Game seven, current goaltenders. Current goaltenders in the NHL, whether they're in the playoffs or not. Who, who would you want for game seven? Like, does it still come back to price or is, is there somebody else now? Vasilevsky is obviously great, has won a cup. Who, who, who's the guy now? Now, I would go Vasilevsky all the way, all the time. I mean, I think he's the best goaltender in the National Hockey League. I think he's the best athlete in the, in the National Hockey League. He's fantastic. So I would go Vasilevsky. And Carey Price would be right behind, very, very closely behind, because he has that experience of, of winning big games, Olympics, Game 7s. Uh, he's been there before, and he's had success doing it. So, But I still put my Vasilevsky jersey on and think that he's just fantastic. Like, if I could die tomorrow and, you know, be reborn into another goaltender, it would be Andre Vasilevsky. He's just got all the tools, and I would pick him in a Game 7. Uh, and he's won a cup, too, so he's, he has that experience on his side as well. I like how you put that. If you could be reborn into another goalie's body, you take Andre Vasilevsky. That's a strong way to think about it for sure. Okay, Marty, and thanks for checking in tonight. I want to fire one more at you. Of course, you spent a lot of your time analyzing the Buffalo Sabres, who just had such a tough, tough year. And they haven't had a lot of good luck in the draft lottery either o- over the years. And I know fans are hoping, like Edmonton did, they can they can get out of it here. Um, but what does it mean to get that to get that lottery win? Uh, to tell me about uh, the the mood there with Sabers and the fans about getting the pick yesterday. I think, uh, you know, for the Sabres organization point of view, this is great. They're going to get the pick first overall. So they get to really do their, their homework and see who is that number one overall pick that they want. Everybody's talking about Owen Powers, and, and he's a fantastic hockey player. He's big. He's strong on the blue line. They were lucky a few years back. They won the lottery. They were last in the league, but they won the lottery for Rasmus Dahlin. So, I mean, if you build your blue line with Dahlin and Owen Powers, that's that's pretty solid right there, right? You're hoping, you know, maybe Dahlin is more of the offensive-type player. Power may be the defensive guy, more of the Victor Hedman-type guy. Um, so that would be really strong building blocks. Um, so I think it's great for the organization. Obviously, they want to get out of these lottery picks. Like, they got Jack Eichel second overall. They got Sam Reinhardt second overall. Now, Dalene and this year, like, they want to make the playoffs. They don't want to be in the lottery. So, yes, it's great for the organization to say, hey, we got the lottery. But at the same point, if next year they're not featured in the lottery, that's going to be an even bigger day for the Sabres organization, and that's, that's the goal here. I mean, it's kind of like consolation prize 
you know, hey, you didn't make the playoffs, you win the lottery, woohoo, like that's good, but it's not the main goal. Marty, I always love having you on the show. We, we didn't have time for you to tell a story tonight from your career, probably because you've never been suspended, at least that I can remember. But uh, thanks for weighing in on what happened with Shifley and some of the uh, outstanding goaltending we're seeing here in the playoffs. I hope things are great in your world, man. Yeah, they're much better here. New York State has really opened up, and it's great. Uh, I hope you guys in Alberta start uh, uh, to do better and uh, to a good summer, a safe and healthy summer for sure. Right on. That is Marty Baron checking in, former NHL goaltender, now television analyst, works with uh, MSG Network, does a lot of Sabres games, but always has uh, good insight into what's going around on around the league. And this Mark Shifley hit is an interesting one to debate. I am happy to hear from you on the hotline presented by CertainTeed, professional-grade building materials, 780-496-0063. Is four games enough? Is it too much? Do players have to take better care of themselves out on the ice? You can touch on any of that if you like. We also have Trevor Harris from the Edmonton Elks coming up before 7 o'clock today. It's Inside Sports on 630, Chet. Good to have you tuning in tonight. Four-game suspension for Mark Shifley. We will... Kellen, do, can we get for after the 6.30 news, can we get the audio from the NHL, from the suspension video? Sure can. Because I, I have yet to hear it because it got announced just before the show started. So I, I want to hear that a little bit with the NHL's thinking. I, I have to tell you something. And you might be surprised because I, I've often been critical of the NHL Department of Player Safety being too lenient. If it's me, I don't think this is four games. I, I think it's probably a couple of games. I, I do think it's suspendable. It doesn't look good at full speed. And, and I mean, if you watch it, he's he's putting the puck in the net. And I know things happen fast. I, I do think Schleifley should be suspended. I don't think this is, well, he's an evil guy. I mean, look, players make decisions. Some of them turn out to be the wrong decisions. And that's what's happening here. Was he a little frustrated? Yeah, probably. Did he did he need to hit him like that? No. Could have he reached out with his stick and gone for a poke check to try to stop the puck from going in? Yeah. Uh, but quite frankly, I'm a little surprised he got four games, especially in the playoffs. Uh, to me, it's two, maybe three. But the NHL decides to uh, give Schleifley four. So that's a big loss there as they take on the Montreal Canadiens. 780-496-0063 is how you can chime in. So we'll, we'll get to the suspension video. So you can hear what the NHL Department of Player Safety said. And also in the next half hour, Trevor Harris, the quarterback for your Edmonton Elks. to you from my own personal sky palace i can tell you at the start of the second period the bruins lead the islanders one nothing shots on goal in the first there were not very many islanders out shooting boston seven five hurricanes and lightning six minutes left in the first no score in that game tomorrow game two canadians and jets and game three of the avalanche and the golden knights they'll go to vegas avalanche leading that series to zip basketball playoffs tonight 
Denver trying to take out Portland. Three minutes left in the first quarter. They are tied at 25. Later on, it's the Suns and the Lakers. Phoenix going into L.A. with a 3-2 series lead in that one. Later on this uh, half hour, in about probably eight minutes or so, we will get to Trevor Harris. He's going to join us from Ohio, starting quarterback for your Edmonton Elks. You may have seen the social media video of Trevor getting a shipment of Elks merchandise that he quickly uh, put on and his uh, kids were involved in the fun too. So we'll talk to Trevor about that and uh, about coming to Edmonton. Hopefully soon we're looking still, it looks good for an August 5th kickoff to the Canadian football league season. The big story in the NHL tonight, Mark Shifley of the Winnipeg Jets. It is a four game suspension. It is a four game suspension for charging on Jake Evans last night. Now I'm going to hear this for the first time because it got announced right before the show started. Here is the NHL's Department of Player Safety, their video on the suspension. Wednesday night in Winnipeg, Jets forward Mark Shifley was assessed a major penalty and a game misconduct for charging Canadians forward Jake Evans and causing an injury. As the video shows, late in the game with Montreal ahead and the Jets goalie pulled, the Canadians dumped the puck the length of the ice. Evans wins the race to the puck with Shifley skating back hard through center. Evans picks up the puck and quickly moves to wrap it into the empty Winnipeg net. After the puck enters the net, Shifley, moving with excessive momentum gained from traveling a considerable distance, finishes his check violently and with unwarranted force into Evans, making significant head contact in the process and causing an injury. This is charging. It is important to note how charging is defined in the NHL rulebook. The relevant portion of the rule states... Charging shall mean the actions of a player who, as a result of distance traveled, shall violently check an opponent in any manner. It is also important to note that we have heard Shifley's argument that he gathers speed and maintains momentum in order to make a legitimate defensive play and attempt to prevent a goal from being scored. However, as Evans comes around the net with the puck, Shifley does not attempt to make a play on the puck with his stick. Instead, he takes one hand off his stick turns his shoulder, and loads up for contact. While players are not required to attempt to play the puck, on this play, Shifley's choice to not make a play on the puck tells us that he is conceding the empty net goal. This is also not a mere collision between two players attempting to occupy the same space on the ice. Instead, it is apparent to our department that his intention on this play is to deliver a hard, violent check to an opponent with the outcome of both the play and the game already having been decided. In short, this is a player who has traveled a considerable distance, is moving with exceptional speed, and is fully aware of his momentum, who chooses to charge into a vulnerable opponent with a high, predatory hit that causes an injury. To summarize, this is charging. Evans suffered an injury on the play. Shifley has been neither fined nor suspended previously in his 575-game NHL career. The Department of Player Safety has suspended Mark Shifley for four games. Okay, so there's the summary. So what I'm hearing there from the NHL Department of Player Safety that they're taking into consideration the distance traveled for Shifley to deliver the hit. Several times they called the hit violent. The NHL says that is unwarranted force on the hit and also emphasizing that Shifley did not go after the puck with his stick. And in that video, you heard the narrator, 
say that basically they felt Shifley was conceding the empty net goal and then simply went after Evans to deliver a violent hit. So that's why they come up with four games. Uh, I can't argue with their logic. And uh, and often I have said I, 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 that I think the Department of Player Safety should give out more games when it comes to suspensions. I, I thought four was a lot. I, I would have thought two or three for me, especially since it is in the playoffs. And I've always felt myself that uh, doing something with a stick is dirtier than delivering a hit, doing something on an unsuspecting player, hits from behind, um, to, you know, jumping on players who are defenseless like Tom Wilson did a few weeks ago, that that is more suspendable than a hit in the flow of play. Now, I understand that was, it, it wasn't totally in the full of play, in the flow of play because, because like they said in the video, uh, he could have made a play with his stick and they felt that he was basically conceding the empty net goal but because of the things I mentioned, that's why I, I might have been more inclined to go two or three as opposed to four. So that's a big loss for the Jets as they move on with that series against the Canadians. Okay, still one nothing Boston about four minutes into the second as they play on the road against the New York Islanders. It is time to antler up when we get back. Elks quarterback Trevor Harris will check in. Smith, he'll be having a conversation soon with Oilers GM Ken Holland about a new contract. Holland saying after the season that he would like to re-sign Mike Smith, who is coming off a one-year deal with the team. Still one nothing for Boston. Second period, no score late in the first between the Hurricanes and the Lightning. I am pleased to welcome back to the show the quarterback of the Edmonton Elks football team. It is Trevor Harris. Trevor, how are you doing, sir? Oh, I'm great, man. It's great to hear your voice again, and I uh, can't wait to get back in town and play some ball. Well, I think a lot of people are looking forward to that, and it's been a pretty significant week, and you had uh, some fun on social media because you got a very special delivery from the Edmonton Elks. Uh, tell me about filming that and taking a look at the new gear. You know, I think the biggest lesson I've learned is that people really get triggered by socks and sandals. Um <laughs> I'm a big socks and sandals guy after my workout. I like to just relax and, you know, put on some comfortable shoes or sandals around my house. And I was getting chirped about it, but uh, the video was awesome. Um, it was totally, uh, you know, just organic. And, you know, it was fun to be able to open it up and see the gear, you know, live without ever seeing it before. And uh, my two sons were there and my wife was filming it. And so that was a lot of fun. And uh, my, my son had a lot of fun with the Elks Choge chant and, uh, we we had a good time with it, and I'm just glad of, to to have some of the gear. I'm wearing it, and you know, the more I look at it, and the more I wear it, uh, the more I actually really really like it. It's uh, it's pretty unique. It's futuristic, and um, I think the fans are really going to like when they get their hands on some of the gear. Now, had you been because the team did an excellent job keeping everything under wraps, but did you get any advance notice of the name or the logo before? Tuesday as, as the quarterback no. of the team? No. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I learned his Twitter note, learned. So, uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I was tipped off in terms of like, you know, what the finalists were, but I think everybody was. And I had my suspicions and I, I thought, you know, it was going to be Elks or Elk Hounds. Um, and then there was one more that was in the finals, I think Eagles. And so I think I had a feeling it would be one of those three, but, you know, I wasn't too sure. But, 
Um, obviously, like the more you know it comes out, people are like, man, elks. But like when you see the the mascot and um, you know the helmets and stuff, it's really really cool. Yeah. Well, I, I yeah, the the merch is really really cool, and I think a lot of people are reacting well to the logo. What's it like playing for a team that changes its name? And look, you you're the same guy. The the football is going to be going to be the same, but you know, there's obviously was tradition and attachment to the old name. What's it been like uh, being part of a franchise that has had to go through a change like this? Um, you know, it was interesting. Um, you know, I I know that you know the the players and the community. We had you know, several conversations with the Inuit communities, you know, and, you know, wanted to make sure that, you know, nobody's offended by the term and stuff. And I know that times change. And um, I think that's why they, why they ended up doing what they're doing. Um, but neither here nor there, you know, you just want to make sure that uh, I think that the club did a great job of, you know, capitalizing um, with the time and uh, using the time wisely in terms of, you know, doing their research behind, you know, the names and, uh, you know, certain things like I'm sure they're going to have some, you know, uh, antlers in the stands and uh, those sorts of things. But I think they did a good job with the whole thing. And, you know, it wouldn't matter if we were called the the Edmonton Wimps. You know, I just I'm going to go out there and play ball and uh, we're going out there and hopefully kick some tail in the CFL and have a lot of fun with it. And uh, I just want to go out there and love my teammates. And no matter if it's no matter if it's for elk, elks, um, you know, eagles, elk hounds or whatever it may be um we just you know are excited to be able to get back to playing some football first and foremost and i understand you like a lot of us have have had to brush up on your grammar as a result of there being an s on the end of the name <laughs> <laughs> um well see yeah that's that's something that uh i think zach actually commented on my post it was like trevor i thought the plural form of elk was elk and uh, I wanted to, I think I said back to him, uh, why don't you ask the University of Manitoba? Because I think they're the Bisons and they do share a field with them. And, you know, Toronto people, like if they want to say something, it's the Leafs. But what about the Toronto Maple Leaves? You know, I mean, like what is, uh, you know, it's like you just said beforehand, before we got on here, it was, you know, this is sports. This isn't a grammar lesson. So uh, it's something to just have fun and poke fun at each other and, um, at the end of the day, we get to go out and play some football. Um, doesn't matter what the mascot is. And I got to be honest with you, I, I didn't even notice the socks and sandals in your video. I was too busy watching you put on the shirt and your kids have some fun with it. So, <laughs> well, that's the thing about that's the thing about uh, social media is you're going to have people like, what can I make fun of? You know, everybody, uh, everybody's got real comfortable on social media saying stuff and typing stuff to people, but. Uh, you know, they'll just say anything, but uh, I did get a get a lesson. But it's, it's all in good fun. Yeah. yeah. Trevor Harris, quarterback for your Edmonton Elks, joining us tonight on Inside Sports. You're always a busy guy in the offseason, and we've we've chatted over the last two or three years here about some of your uh, adventures and efforts to improve your body and your mind. Uh, you now, I think the last time we talked, you were you were doing some schooling. What what's the update there? So, yeah, I uh, got my degree as a, a nutritionist and, you know, I wanted to kind of learn some things that way I could kind of take care of myself uh, during this pandemic and moving forward as well uh, with, you know, my nutrition. That way I can kind of dial in my nutrition and be very exact with it. And also got my uh, degree as a personal trainer through National Academy of Sports Medicine and wanted to be able to do that. And I went out to TB12 to Tom Brady's facilities and trained and uh, through learning the stuff I did about nutrition and personal training, I was able to ask the right questions this year in terms of being able to dial in my training, you know, along with, you know, trying to make my body work for longer and stay in peak performance for as long as possible and uh, look no further than, you know, Tom Brady himself. So if you can, you know, find a way to 
to mimic what he's doing with his training and the way he's treating his body, why wouldn't you want to adopt some of the things that he's doing? So I've tried to do that to the best of my ability. That way I can perform at my peak ability, you know, all the way into hopefully my forties. And as long as I feel God will, uh, you know, keep me uh, driven to play and, and keep working hard for my teammates. So the, the TB 12, is it all other quarterbacks? Like, is it only quarterbacks? Is it any position? Is it like, is it any sport? How do they sort of focus that? Really, it's any sport, any age range. And, you know, I think anybody that uh, wants to be a peak performer, whether it's waking up and feeling better, you know, your myology, which is how you feel when you wake up every morning is, is vital, whether you're a construction worker, a teacher, a football player, a trash man, or a uh, businessman or anything in between. If you can get your body feeling better, that's really what it's about. And then if you can, you know, have the correct posture and get your kinetic chain firing properly, your tissues to respond uh, well to treatment and be soft and pliable, you can get yourself to, you know, feel better every day. And when you feel better, you can perform better no matter what you do. Uh, you can free up, you know, your brain to pass things off as reflexive and learn some things and be able to kind of, you know, handle the uncontrolled variables in the day. And so, uh, so they work with everybody, but obviously, you know, they're going to be able to specialize, you know, with quarterbacks and uh, athletes in general, because, you know, they work, they started this whole deal with uh, Tom Brady and Alex Guerrero. So getting, you know, firsthand treatment from the body coaches that work with Tom and Tom's uh, body coaches has really been awesome for me to learn. And I've learned quite a bit and I can really feel that I've made a lot of strides in my training. Well, you touched on a lot of stuff there. Okay. How you feel when you get up in the morning and even posture. So you're, you're right down to every detail about making yourself feel good and feel ready and i'm sure there are a lot of people thinking like trevor tell me how i can feel better when i get up in the morning because you know a lot of people are like i've i feel lousy i I need coffee i don't know what to eat all that kind of stuff well yeah and that's the thing uh anymore today's society people are constantly asking like what can i take to make myself feel better and the real question you should be asking is what can i do and so it's really what can i do to feel better and for me, like I've just been turning over stones. I started working with a uh, postural alignment specialist. And so, you know, you take pictures, you know, anterior and lateral view and posterior view, and you, you know, you evaluate your posture and they have specific workouts that you go through and um, things to kind of align yourself properly. And then you strengthen those muscles to, to hold that posture. And if you can have your posture be correct, then you're not going to be off balance. And uh, in terms of if you're, you know, one hips lower than the other, you know, you're going to have a glute firing differently than the other one. You're going to, and it's just a, it's a vicious cycle that you go out of alignment, your body compensates and you'll compensate more and your body goes out of further out of alignment. And so if you can just fix your posture and that's why I kind of seeked out this uh, posture alignment specialist and started working with uh, him and, so that's been a part of my training as well as, you know, the TB12 stuff and my physical training that I do and uh, the tissue work. And I still work with a neuroplastician. And so I'm trying to cover all of my bases. But really, at the end of the day, it's all for my teammates and trying to be the best leader and uh, quarterback I can for for this organization and city. Well, which we hope to see you doing very soon. Trevor Harris from the Edmonton Elks joining us on Inside Sports. I know that it's not totally official, but it seems pretty optimistic for a schedule fairly soon and starting around August 5th for a new uh, CFL year. How, how are you feeling about that target date? Like, are you just absolutely ready to go and waiting for the green light to come up to Edmonton? I don't know that I've ever been this excited. You know, I, I feel like every off season, you just get more and more excited about the season. 
And the fact that this was taken away from us, you know, you don't really realize how much you love it and how much you miss it till it's gone. You know, you miss the small things, the, you know, the different types of, uh, of Gatorade and, you know, um, you know, pre-workouts and, uh, you know, joking with each other in the locker in the locker room and playing ping pong and, uh, you know, post game, uh, you know, just sessions, just talking to guys about certain things. And the day after feeling a little sore, you just miss all those things, you know, sure. You miss the game and the practice and you're always going to miss that, but really it's the little things, the relationships and, uh, you know, growing and bonding together. And that's really what you miss. So just to tell you that I miss, it would be a, a massive understatement. Um, I'm ecstatic. And, you know, when I got this gear out yesterday and I put it on and kind of looked at it and I was like, man, new era, new beginning. It's it. I, I started just getting the chills and I don't, I don't think I can overstate how excited that I am and that the guys that I've talked to on the team are just so excited to get going. Yeah. Well, that's awesome to hear. And I'm certainly ready to have the team back, the CFL back and be talking about the players and the plays and the coaching decisions and all that fun stuff for sure. Trevor, thanks for giving us your reaction to the name and the logo and sharing your personal journey as well. Obviously you you, you keep pushing, uh, you know, to move forward with your career and in life, which I think a lot of people appreciate. So thanks for sharing that tonight. And we hope to see you here soon. Hey, Reed, I appreciate your time, man. I can't wait to get back and, uh, and see everybody there. There it on. There he is, Trevor Harris, quarterback for the Edmonton Elks, as he's working out in Ohio. Interesting guy, really into a lot of different methods to keep his body and mind sharp so he can play pro football for as long as possible. And he, what he showed last summer, too, he had a good sense of humor. He shot that video of himself where it looked up, he where he, like he had a – one of those bungee cords you tie around your waist. You've probably seen athletes doing that. They they have a they kind of put this belt on and it has a bungee cord and then they drag something and he made it look like he was going to pull a fire truck and then he started sprinting down the laneway and he had this little toy plastic fire truck that was actually attached to him as opposed to trying to uh, pull the big fire truck. It was pretty funny, I thought anyway. Okay. Coming up to the 7 o'clock news and weather, I believe the uh, heat warning has ended, so we'll see what the forecast is like for the next couple of days. My goodness, Cam Moon is going to hop on the show. This will be fun. If you missed it, four-game suspension, four-game suspension for Mark Shifley. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.